Welcome to the Old Glory Red Report. This is State of the Republic, and in today's conversation, we'll talk about the team, the off-season, news regarding the team, and also other things going on in the league. So we'll do that right after this. Back with the Old Glory Red Report, a supporters channel by the supporters for the supporters. We're going to be getting into a lot of different topics today, but first, before we do that, we want to thank uh, Fort Rock Brewing for having us out here again. Again, we will be out here frequently throughout the season, mostly on Wednesdays. Come out, hang out with us, introduce yourselves if you if you uh, if we haven't met before. We'd love to meet everyone. So. Um, yeah, we're all drinking a few different beers, but before we do that, I'll introduce everybody, of course. I'm Mark Anthony, Casey J. We got our special guest, Dan, here, and Crash, of course. So, guys, what are we drinking today? I've got the IPA. Yeah? Is that the Lights Out IPA? That is the Lights Out IPA. Nice. What about you, Crash? Uh, this is Drop the Mic. Drop the mic, yeah. huh? I like the name. And I have a second one here just in case I'm thirsty, and that's the Folsom Damn Good Pilsner right there. Nice. He's got a good backup plan, you know. Yeah. It's, always, it's always good to have that depth, like on a roster, you know, like yes. on the team this year. We might have a little bit more depth, but... Uh, Late in the game, you may need to bring that extra person ex- on. Exactly. It's all about strategy. <laughs> I'm currently drinking that H2O, but I really enjoy the Rancho Especial. Uh, Mexican style amber lager, super good. They got the salt on the rim and everything, so check that out if you're into that. Um, yeah, so let's jump into it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about preseason, right? We Our team's played, what, three games so far? They have, and it's been a great preseason. I mean, we haven't really faced any big challenge yet um, as far as, like, a heavyweight team playing against, but three wins before preseason will build great confidence going in. Yeah. So what, one win against uh, Galaxy 2, yeah. uh, one win against Ventura, Sat Gold, yes, and, and then, then Ventura, Ventura, Fusion. Ventura Fusion, that's right. So one team in the division, two teams in a lower division. I think it's good to kind of get that experience. There's a lot of new players, right? So uh, Galaxy 2, not a team that's been so great recently the last couple of years, and of course two lower division teams. So. Nice to see, I guess, some good results. Some goals scored. What was it, nine? Nine goals against Ventura? Yep. Yeah. yeah nine goals. They've only given up one so far in the three games. Scored 15. So, I mean, they're, they're looking good. It's five against gold. Yeah. Well, that was the first friendly. Right? And then 1-0 against Galaxy 2. Yeah. So, they've given up. A, yeah, okay. So, they've been obviously dominating now. You guys went to the one friendly that was here. Right. The other two, the, the monsoon game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the game against Ventura in LA were in Southern California, but you guys saw the team fare against the Sat Gold. Yeah. Dan, what was your initial thoughts, other than braving that weather that we had last yeah, week or I mean, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I had to brave it. You know, we we as fans had to brave <laughs> it, but we're glad to do so to see the team. The only time they were going to be here in town for the preseason, even though they just announced they're going to be doing some this weekend uh, down in Davis. But I think overall. For a team coming together, only played two weeks at that time. Um, they're putting some passes together. You could see their movement. Um, 
a little bit of a different point of attack than we typically seen. It wasn't just the, the crosses coming in from the sides. We also had some good direct uh, play, which I love to see. So I think for that point of the season, I was happy with what I saw. Um, the additions look to be meshing pretty well, and they just need some timing. I, I like to see a lot of the uh, trialists coming out and a lot of the you know, academy players out. I think it's always a great chance to see those guys. Butler scored against Gold FC. Um, we saw a lot of the new guys come out and be strong. The back line with the communication was really good as well. I was excited to see a lot of that when we were out there. Well, um, I was shooting photos for most of the, the, the match, so uh, I didn't get a chance to really enjoy it. I enjoyed the rain. Uh, I was really wet, like a drowned rat. Uh, but I was happy to see some, uh, you know, player a player return, Tyler Blackwood, yeah. and uh, you know, seeing some of the academy players and whatnot. Um, it was nice to see that, and really nice to see a score like five to nil. Another highlight for me is Iwasa and BJ have been looking up really well in the preseason. They've both now assisted each other and scored a goal with each other. And that's great to see from two guys that were crucial for us last season to be on that page already this season. Heading into this first game, you love to see that level of, like, connection. Yeah, and maybe a season under their belt playing with each other. Now they have that chemistry, and that can just boost it forward. Uh, you know, you bring up some good points there. Um, we have some new guys coming to the team. A lot of new talent has been added to this roster but before we dive into that we got to talk about the players that have remained and I think the team has done a good job of keeping their core players together you know everybody has an opinion maybe we should have kept this guy or maybe that guy but I think we can all agree that keeping Awasa keeping Josh Cohen keeping Bijev I mean that's basically that's basically that's basically the spine of the team right there it's great to you know add in some new players and things like that but I think it really has our team in a position to not just welcome new players, but to kind of be like, look, this is our team, and you're going to add to our team, but we already got a really good thing going here. Right. So uh, based on the returning players, Dan, who do you think is the most key for you that's returning from last season's squad? I mean, I think without a doubt it's Cohen. Um, I, I think regardless of the stats that we had, he, he, he saved us on yeah. so many occasions. I mean, I think alone the guy had to be worth 9 to 12 points. Um, you, know, you want your goalie to make one good save a game. He was making two or three, um, often at crucial times. So I talked to uh, Todd Donovan at a recent roundtable and I asked him, I said, how were you able to keep him? He said, honestly, I don't know. He said, I'm really shocked that more people didn't pick up on him. But we're glad he committed another year to us. He's happy here. He loves being here. He came in great shape. So I'm ecstatic that he stayed with us and looking forward to another strong season. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we can all agree that he's arguably the best keeper in the entire league. Sure. He's definitely up there. He's yeah, up. and I am shocked as well that he didn't get pulled into MLS. That was right. my big shock. I really thought he was going to get picked up by an MLS team. I really, guy. yeah. Even if it was just as a second screen, sure. I thought he would definitely be on an MLS team this season. I really don't know how he's not on an MLS roster, even in a reserve role. 26 years old, still young has a lot of potential, but not just potential. He has real game experience in the USL, not just for us, but for Phoenix too, where he really showed his strengths and his skills. We're lucky to have him. I mean, we're lucky to have him back. I thought for sure, like you said, that'd have to be a hole we'd have to replace this year. 
Casey, what about you? Who's the guy that you're really excited to have back from last season's team? Well, I, I think for me it's Iwasa. He was so explosive for his last season. When he's playing here in Sacramento, he is a top-notch player. And again, I was kind of afraid that he would go back and do the Sporting Kansas City thing he did a couple seasons ago on us, where he had a great season, and I was afraid we'd lose him again. And I am glad to see him back. I do wish he would have got to step up. I think he has the talent to do so. But uh, he's going to be a key for us this season again. I imagine he'll be in the double digits this year. That's another guy that I am surprised is still on our roster. Yes. You know, you talked to MLS fans last year, and his name was dropped a lot. Of, uh, I, I remember Seattle Sounders in the yeah. MLS. They had such bad injury problems at the forward fan. position. Uh, Dempsey was injured. That was before he retired and everything. But they had a number of injuries. And I would see Seattle Sounders, their fans would say, hey, what about that Iwasa kid in Sacramento? Like, he could be on our team. Another young player, another player who has had a lot of success in the USL. Maybe he gets a shot down the road, but again, we're lucky to have him back for another season. Rash, what about you? Well, I'm right here. They, they took the two like main ones, so now you're like <laughs> uh, on the well, spot. Well, say Iwasa as we well. We did say Gomez earlier. <laughs> and, and Gomez, and uh, of course BJ. He's uh, BJ is a big uh, very shot player. Uh, but uh, Shannon Gomez is probably one of my favorite players on the team. Yeah, I just what? want to add too about Bija, is I had heard that he stayed in the city for the most part over the summer, worked with um, our fitness people, yeah. put on 10 pounds of muscle, because that was one thing they identified as something he oh, needed to be a little bit yeah. stronger. So he really committed to that, came back 10 pounds stronger in muscle. You know, we haven't had the competition yet, but I think when you see him playing against the bigger MLS-style players, he's going to be able to handle a lot better. So that's something well, to look forward to. Well, he's also been so involved, uh, you know, not on the pitch, but off the pitch with uh, community efforts with the, with the club, which is something I just admire about that player. For sure. You know, you brought up a good point about Bijev and adding some muscle because I think if there was anything that we could point out last year or maybe was a weakness in his game was that he did have a couple of lulls in the season where he wasn't in the squad or he was hurt maybe. Maybe it was just a strength thing. Maybe he wasn't actually suffering from a particular one particular injury. Maybe it was just the yeah bit. the ground and pound of the se- the grind of the season, right? And we did see Republic put out a lot of videos with Bijev doing that off-season work. So that was you know even he could say it, but we actually saw some of that video right online. So mm-hmm. for me, he's got to work on his on uh, shots on target. Um, he took a lot of shots last season. And he scored some good goals. He had some great assists. I'm not taking any of that away. But he did have a lot of attempts that went very wide, very off. And it was kind of one of his Achilles heels all season as well, with just not getting the ball on target. And so I really hope he practiced a little bit in, in the offseason on that. I maybe think he that, a few that's more goals strength. This season. Yeah, maybe that's right. Because he did have a number of shots, too, that were like he'd do a good move. He'd get himself in a position. And then... If it wasn't wide, maybe it was just like not a not a really hard shot, easy right, save for yeah. a keeper. Maybe that's something to do with the legs, right? Maybe that's <laughs> a, the core strength or something like that, where he's just made that 60-yard sprint. Now he might be able to finish off that ball, right? So, well, with the, more accuracy too. Yeah, right? absolutely. But you know, a lot of times, accuracy is a stamina thing, right? You get really tired, you make mistakes, yeah. or you're not as fine-tuned. You make a bad pass or a bad shot because you're winded or you don't have that extra bit of strength, right? So, Let's start with you on this then. Who is your new player that you're really excited or are looking out for 
from what you've seen in preseason and from his previous experience, what's a player you really think coming into the squad and going to be key? You have an advantage because you've already talked to Todd about this one. <laughs> so we're going to start with Mark, and we'll hear everyone else. We'll leave you for that. I got that. a couple. I got a couple. So, Mark, let's start with you. Yeah, I really do like Drew Scundridge. Uh, he's a player, you, you see his highlights, and, and he looks like, I think he's going to be our six. I really do. I don't know if he's going to be our six or eight. He's going to be one of our center midfielders. But he is, he is a very um, strong player in terms of, He's everywhere all the time. And that was one of the advantages. That's what a lot of people say about him. We don't get a chance to see him a lot. But everything I've read about him is that we're going to love him. He's going to be a guy who's going to just bust his butt for 90 minutes. And he's going to leave the field with everything left out there, nothing left in the tank. And he's just going to be a guy that our fans enjoy. And I think that we're going to see that from day one. Our defense has been strong in preseason. As Dan said earlier, we've only given up one goal so far in preseason. That says a lot for a back line. Now, the, again, the competition that we played maybe you know gives us a little reserve, but that's a lot to think about. Keeping a clean sheet is going to be important for us to win a title, to finish high, so definitely a player to look out for. We'll go to Crash on the next one. Yeah, um, so who, who's the oldest player that they brought on? Uh, Harris, right? Uh, no, but I think, I think it's uh, Kynan, right? Kynan? center back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kynan's a little bit older, but yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit older. Yeah, so it's that one. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested we to see what We brought a few happens. center backs in, so that position in general should, should be a strength, right? But, yeah, from uh, being older and experienced, seeing the leadership on and off the pitch, I think is going to be a valuable thing for the team. We definitely gained experience from a lot of players. We have a lot of former captains on other teams now coming into yeah. the lineup. Yeah. So that, again, I think that goes with the communication I talked about earlier and having a little bit more presence and kind of knowing where everyone is. So that's exciting, very exciting. We'll go over to you, Dan, who do you think? Um, you guys took a couple of ones I would say, and I just wanted to add about Scundridge. One thing that Todd mentioned was they do a fitness test every season to start out the season, and he was off the charts. He said he basically broke the machine, and he said Horde was right behind him. And he said across the board, all eight returns they had scored higher than they did the previous year. So fitness was definitely an emphasis they had and something the players took to heart and came back in shape. So that's great to hear. A person I am really looking forward to see is Asari. Yeah. I think he's a guy who I caught glimpses of it, but Todd just said he, he hates to lose. He's fiery. He's going to, you know, he'll take a foul. He's not dirty by any means. But he said the one thing that they felt they were missing last year was that killer instinct. They had high skill level. They performed at a high level. But not that I'm going to step on your throat. We scored one. I'm going to score another one on you. Yeah. Sorry's that guy. He said sorry is a little mean dude on the field that you do not want to play against. And I, I'm excited to see it. So he's not sorry. Not at all. So he will not apologize. Oh, pun. He, he says, uh, sorry, not sorry, after he, he looks at the guy left on the ground, right? right? Exactly. Sorry is coming in to fill that defensive mid position that, you know, has been left open with Hall, not resigning. I know that the Republic said they've been working with Hall. We're not sure where that really is right now. But I, I do think coming in, huh? I don't expect him to be back at either. this point. No. I think Sorry's going to be that guy yeah. to come and take that position. I think he's going to be the experience we need. He's going to be our general in that position, leading from the back. So I think he's going to be a very strong player to look out for this season. Let's transition a little bit more into the actual USL as a whole. I think coming into the season, we'll focus right now on the Western Conference. What's maybe a team that you're thinking 
is going to rival us in this Western Conference. He's going to be our biggest competition. We'll start over with Dan on this one since he's the guest. Yeah, I think um, we talked about last time, I think Phoenix. They've had, they, they finished the year strong last year. They've added a lot of uh, new strong players with good pedigrees, both nationally and internationally. And I think as much as everyone respects Drogba and what he brought, no I think drama. it's almost going to be kind of addition by subtraction. Like by taking him out, the focal point won't be this one guy. So I think that they're going to be tough. And um, I have some ideas on others, but I'll let others choose on who they want to pick. Crash. Um, really no team as far as like a challenge or anything. Just more about interest in, in, uh, in what's going on out there as far as the business and stuff. Uh, but, you know, of course, Austin, uh, there's two teams out there. It's kind of confusing. I mentioned that before. <laughs> Uh, there's some new stadium plans going on on, um, on in the East Bay, and also uh, Tulsa Roughnecks because there's a player out there that I'm kind of watching. Tulsa is not notorious for being the best team in the league. No, but I wouldn't spend money to go there. We'll see. I personally, <laughs> I, I, I think Real Monarchs. They have a good challenge every season. The betting books came out from um, William whatever William recently Hill. and. Republic was sitting 8-1 to one and about 4th in the place. Real Monarchs are right behind them. I really do just think that as a Q team, they are one that still challenges quite well. So I think look out for them. Mark, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it might be boring, but just the some of the teams at the top of the standings last year I expect to be good. Monarchs are good every single year. They're a very well-coached team. They, are. they have a style of play. In the USL, sometimes the teams will change based on the players that they're able to acquire. Monarchs have a real set way that they play. And, you know, they have players that fit their scheme. So, with that being said, I think they're always a tough team to play. Even if they don't have the most skilled players in the league, they know exactly how they're going to play every single game. They have a system, and they stick to it, and it works. Whereas... Teams like Reno, I see them switch up their style all the time and things like that. But Phoenix is going to be a tough team. I would say Phoenix is probably the team that could finish first if we don't. OC, they're can't count them out the, either. They're up there on the betting numbers right there. OC is, they're one of the top ones right behind Louisville, right? Yeah, Louisville was number one. I think it was uh, Phoenix, OC, then us. Yeah. Well, Phoenix yeah. is above OC, okay. So those teams, and I think Reno will be a good team too. Uh you know, and plus the rivalry, so, and I will be going to that away match. <laughs> so, that's the game I'm looking for to June 29th. My birthday what? party, you guys are all invited. Yes. Everyone. From the William Tell or William betting system that I did notice was um, Las Vegas was quite high. Like, I didn't expect they were 15 to Eric 1. Winalda, man. Eric Winalda, man. That's the Winalda factor, yeah. <laughs> is that, is that. Incredible. Are we really thinking they're going to finish that well? Like, is that something we, what do you guys think? I, I think that they will be greatly improved. Um, I, I think that their focus is on winning right now, as opposed to a lot of the MLS two teams are looking to develop talent. So I think just based on that, you'll see an improvement. Um, I think they would be borderline playoff, possibly. I think that would be a good finish for them, is to finish, you know, top eight to get into the playoffs. And I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I love what they are in this league. I mean, <laughs> we all make fun of them. They they're things. like the running joke of the USL, but damn it, they're fun. And you know what? Eric Winalda, that's a name, and that brings attention to this league. That brings credibility to this league. Didier Drogba, Eric Winalda, the former U.S. interim coaches, the coach for North Carolina FC. I mean, you know, it might be gimmicky sometimes, but 
hey, they got some cool jerseys. They got one of the best U.S. international players to ever play. I think they're great for the, for the league. I really do. I think they're entertaining, at least. They bring something to the league, like you said, that's not maybe there yet. Um, they dropped money out of helicopters. Yeah, well, and they brought so much. They were actually a really solid team, it looked like, at the start of last season. They had pretty and it all kind of fell team. apart. So. <laughs> Very interesting. What is your take on on uh, Vegas. Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're kind of a just kind of out there as far as the team's concerned, right? <laughs> they're, they're very different. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, that's Vegas for you. <laughs> and they're, they're entertaining. They, they got right. scored on, I think, seven times twice last year. Seven yeah, goals they, against. Yeah. But Most then they also had a game where they scored like six. Like, hey, man, you know, in Vegas, you got to, like, be entertaining to have anybody be drawn to you because there's so much stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah no doubt. Why not be fun? Why not have some crazy... Uh, colors on their uniforms and all that. So, all right. The last thing I want to talk about in this section of the USL is Louisville is up there to get a three-peat, and the betting odds are pretty out there on that. Were they like three to one? Uh, they were really one, high. Four to one, three to one, maybe. I'm not 100 percent sure. But that, that was like the that's like who, the Warriors. <laughs> would you put money on it? Is that going to be something? Are they going to three-peat? Do you think that's something that's going to happen? No. I mean, just quick answer. We don't have to elaborate. I'm just saying the betting odds compared to, like, the statistics would tell you are very weird. I don't know. I'm not a betting man. No? Uh, they should be up there, but uh, three to one, no, that's not good odds. You'd rather throw money on Sacramento eight to one. I mean, come on. We, we have just as good of a chance to win. We're competitive. We make the playoffs every year. Yeah. Uh, we've sat at the top of the league. We've won the league. I mean, way better. Eight to one. Even, I think, some of the teams in the West, like Phoenix, better odds there, you know? For sure. I think, you know, I would have said no to the two-peat. So, <laughs> I don't want to rule out the three-peat. And oh, if, you put some, if you put some money on that, that's some good odds. So, um, you know, we'll see. All right, guys. So, let's go ahead and transition over to fan interaction. And more importantly, the most exciting news that we've heard for this season, in my opinion, tailgating is going to be a thing oh, yeah. for the 2019 season. Mark, jump in on this. What, what do you think this is going to bring to the team? What do you think this is going to bring to the fan experience? Um, a lot of fan experience because I think this is something that all fans can enjoy. It's one of those things where the park is always open a couple hours before the game, but you don't really just want to hang out inside the park and pay 12 bucks for a beer, right? Like, $100 later, the game starts. Or, or sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's $10 for the pregame beers. My bad, my bad. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just... It's nice to hang out with your buddies and your friends, bring your own food, you know, bring your families out there. It just gives fans another way to have fun on game day. And you don't have to just show up, watch the game, and go home. You know, it can be an afternoon, uh, an evening, and things like that. So that's, I think it's great. I, I don't see any negatives at all with that. Yeah, I think it's a terrific thing. I think it's going to bring neutral fans back to the game. You're going to see families being able to come out again because they can barbecue ahead of time. They can, you know, do it a little bit cheaper. That $100 worth of tickets that they bought to get to the game is going to be a four or five hour experience over the two, two and a half hour experience it was before. Right. So I think it's huge. Yeah, I would agree. And I think uh, TVB is looking at it also as a, I say a recruiting tool, but an opportunity to interact with fans that maybe see those crazy people out there jumping up and down, banging the drums, yeah. and feel intimidated and join them. It'll be a chance for them to interact on a more informal basis. Learn the songs. Learn the 
get songs. to know the guys that are behind yeah. the, the TVB? Yeah, it's a lot more welcoming, I think people realize. Yeah, yeah. just to piggyback off that, you know, I'm really excited about the tailgate party and, and uh, pregame uh, stuff. And I think being able to interact with local fans and having that time to be able to get to know other fans is, is really, you know, is really a great thing. So, you know, rather than just check your ticket at the door, walk in, enjoy the match, you get to have, uh, you know, some time with other people to, uh, you know, get to meet other fans. Yeah, and I think we said, like, outside of, of Reno and maybe L.A., Opposing fans are welcome to come join us and say hello, and, and uh, you know, Reno people can go over to In-N-Out or something, or, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. beyond that, I think it would be cool to have that interaction, too. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, just on the game experience, like, the atmosphere when the whistle is blown and the match starts, I mean, it's going to be nice when some of the fans are maybe a little lubed up at kickoff rather than, <laughs> rather than 20, 30 minutes in, I mean... It's just true, like, we all like it when it's really loud, and it's really yes. a festive, at boisterous atmosphere, and there's some games where it's almost kickoff, and you're like, man, it's kind of a late-arriving crowd today, yeah. we're playing maybe Tulsa, maybe a team that's, that we don't really have a history against, but then, you know, there's some games where, okay, this is a big match, the fans know, everyone's there, so I think we'll see more of that, right, like, more of that early game presence rather than that oh this is cool halfway through the match then it starts to kick up in atmosphere so yeah I, I, that's I a, personally that's I personally think Dan nailed it with uh, it's a chance for fans to get out there learn the chance with TVB you know TVB is not our cheerleading section they're not the ones responsible to get the crowd everyone has that responsibility and to have that ability to come ahead of time interact with the TVB interact with that really passionate fan base get those chants down I think it's a key and for me, the front office has been doing a lot of great things. I think we need to give credit to them for this and moving forward with, you know, a, a lot of this, what they've done, they've made this happen. So that's great. Well, yeah, and TVB is not, you know, they're not responsible for that. But um, I think they can use more fans, more people to interact with them. And, uh, you know, but without them, it would be a totally different environment. If you want to join the Tower Bridge Battalion, there will be a link below in the description. Hit that, go over. I think it's what twenty bucks a year or something like that. Yeah, and you like get that. a scarf, you, you get, get a sticker, you get a koozie, you get you uh, get discounted tickets. discounted tickets. Yeah, there's all kinds of great benefits. There will be a link. Go down there, click that, join TVB, sing, get your voice heard. Um, all good things. Yeah, and the last thing I want to add about the tailgating is, you know. The Republic does a good job of, with the community, bringing in, like, local youth soccer teams. They have, you know, their season-ending party or things like that at the game. Tailgating just gives that, those groups a better, you know, day, a better interactive day to hang out with, uh, you know, under the under-13 boys team can go hang out in the parking lot, kick the ball around, have a hamburger, and then enjoy the match for a couple hours. So, again, just a lot of positivity. A little more shameless promotion. We will be at the tailgates. Come out and check us out. We'll be doing some live Facebook feeds from there. Join me and Mark. Get your voice heard about what you think about the team. Opinion. If you see us out, yeah, get your opinions heard. Uh, we also will be grilling up some food. Uh, we have some a great cook that's been offering to do some great grilling. So come over and get a burger from us. Talk to us. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Um, 
again, I want to step back a little bit on the front office and the way they've stepped up this season to me. I was critical, and I know a lot of people were critical of them last season with how kind of things went. The $12 beers was an issue. There was just a lot of things that were focused. Do you think the tailgating, Burkle coming in, um, the office hours that they had that you've took a part of, that you've taken part of, right. do you think this is kind of a good step forward? Like, where do we think the office is at this? What's our down on this one? Yeah, no, I think they, they've made a concerted effort. I think some of the things we realized were out of their hands. I know a lot of us hold the pitch as kind of sacred ground, and when they have concerts every, it seems like every week, that is always an issue. a patchwork quilt, it's a little frustrating, but the reality is they're a tenant there. They don't have control over the price of the beer. They don't have control over the concerts that take place. So given that, they found things they could work on to make an impact on and did. So I think as much as sometimes we bump heads you know, on occasion, credit where due, and they, they put a lot of work into this. They've been open to communication. They have maintained an open door policy. If you don't believe it, shoot them an email. Give them a call. They are, they are very accessible. And whether or not you end up agreeing with them, that's OK. They're willing to hear you. And, and for me, that's all I ask. You don't have to agree with me. Just give me an opportunity to speak, and they do that. So th thanks to them. Absolutely. Crash, I know you also took advantage right. of going and talking to, um, you talked to Ben, right? Uh, yeah, I talked to Ben Gumpert. Um, you know, a lot of the ideas that I already set out, I sent to uh, one of their front staff, or front office people before, and it was nice to see some of those things kind of come about throughout the, the season already. So I was happy about that, and they're really receptive to open feedback and, and keeping that dialogue open and everything. So um, I'm also liking a lot of the uh, social media stuff that they're putting out, and I told them, keep that stuff coming, keep that fun stuff coming. Um, you know, keep it coming on a regular basis. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to see what's you know, coming down the pipe. Me and you talked about this a lot last season, especially towards the end of the season. We've kind of talked about them having their own stadium and what they could do to bring fans back. And, you know, we saw that the attendance had dropped and just the interest in a whole. What do you think? Do you think this is going to bring those fans back for us? Yeah, you know, like Dan said, it's, it wasn't just lip service. They, they talked about reaching out to the community, getting feedback. And it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to have one town hall meeting let everybody kind of voice their opinion and then, you know, like get it off their chest and then walk away. I really do think they do what they can and it's a good look for the organization. They've shown they at least hear the fans, they hear the voices, and they do some, they do positive things about it, right? So for me, uh, I'm just waiting on that MLS announcement. I'll be, I'll be quite honest. <laughs> Be a and happy I, boy, I'll be a happy boy. And I know it's not up to them. They can only put their best foot forward. Right. But I think that the culture that they've not just created but have grown from here in the last year or so, I think we're seeing a positive outlook for this franchise as a whole. And if we do end up going to MOS, I, I think that we have a lot of good to build on in terms of a strong community behind the team. 100%, yeah. I agree with what everyone said here. I mean... For me, I was very critical of them last season. I saw That's a lot true. of issues. That's very true. I, I really was. I admit it. I uh, I noticed fans critical just were dropping issues. off. I mean, I had been with the Republicans since the beginning. I know a lot of us here have. And we started with a lot. We were selling out stadiums. We were, I mean, it was big. And then two or three seasons later, I mean, we were saying we were selling out, but we were there. Those stands were empty. It was not the crowd that we had seen before. And I think a lot of that was just, you know, ovation specs or whatever you want to call the 
Cal Expo situation hampered a lot of fan participation. The cost of going to a game kind of hampered fan participation, being at that second level. I think the front office has really stepped it up this season. Burkle coming in and the promise of MLS definitely is going to step it up. A new stadium would be awesome. We've talked about that in the past. I think that's going to be huge. So a lot of great things coming down the pipeline, I think. I think this is a season for fans to be excited, not only about this season, but about the future of the Republic as well. I agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the, the one thing I look at is the product being put on the field this season. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see these guys play together. Um, if the MLS you know, nod comes, hey, I'll be the first person in line to say sign me up for the block party. I'll be there to cheer it on. But my main focus is this season, Absolutely. and it looks good. Uh, we're already planning for the, the tailgating. You know, We're going to have tacos and snow cones and <laughs> cornhole and you name it. So there's an oh, excitement. I'm not challenging anyone to cornhole. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing you know, more excitement from my friends you know, part of the fan base than I have in years, and it's good to see. So I, I think we'll see the momentum catch and, and see where it takes us. There's an honest buzz about this season that feels a little bit more than maybe the last couple seasons have. Yeah, and beyond just the good stuff that's not happening on the field, uh, I know a lot of people maybe don't follow the USL as closely as others, but I got to say, man, the roster that has been put together, it looks like this team is definitely trying to win it all this year. And I'm not saying they weren't in the past, but it looks like they're out to make a statement this year. Maybe that's partially due to the whole MLS buzz and they want to make like that that transition from win the USL to get an expansion franchise. I don't know, but the squad looks good. And the product on the field ultimately determines our excitement level throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what you guys think about the front office and the developments. I know that everyone's very excited about the tailgating. Put your comments below about that. Let's wrap this up tonight with a final thought from everybody. We'll start over at Dan. You're our guest tonight. So let's get your final thought on just everything. Okay, um, I think there's one thing I wanted to focus on. I spoke to Todd Donovan, who was great. Thank you so much, Todd, for being so forthcoming. One thing he mentioned, which I thought was kind of a unique thing to speak about, but he said our... our lack of ability to take penalties last year. That was a big key. And he said there's three guys they've got now that are new to the team. Skundrich, um, Kynan, and Bonomo, I think who all took penalties and were incredibly successful at them. So he said, you know, we got three guys who can't just do it, but they're good at it and have a history of ice in their veins. You, you want a penalty? I'll take it and go and convert it for you. So I thought it was interesting that even something that minute that's not a huge impact on the season, they didn't like it, they addressed it. But a, a missed penalty or a made penalty could be three points. It could be and, that And it was final on several point. occasions. Yeah, yeah, it could be that final points at the end of the season. So minute in matter, but huge in principle. So. Absolutely. So I, I appreciate them addressing that and looking forward to it. We'll go to your final thought, Crash. What do you think? Well, um, I'll keep it really simple. Um, I'm just uh, that the buzz of the MLS and everything has really got a bit of a tingle for me. And uh, a new uh, stadium, <laughs> you know, would come about with that. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that we've mentioned his name a couple times, but getting a new lead investor, Ron Burkle, I mean, first and foremost, that was the biggest announcement of the offseason. Uh, I also like that they have redone the pitch. Yeah. So 
We will see a new pitch. Before Metro Circus hits. Of course, there will be events happening, but hey, that grass needed to be. It did. It, it did. Be 100%. taken out and redone. Okay, yeah. so I expect the field to to be a little bit nicer, and you know, uh, the great atmosphere will stay the same. But but yeah, the guys I think that are on the field deserve to be playing on a better surface. So that was a big thing for me. Uh, I, me personally, my final thought is just. I think it's going to be a huge season for us. It's going to be a good one for getting the neutral fans back in, getting people excited about coming out to Republic Games again. Those fan event nights that you were talking about before, bring a friend, signing up for TVB and getting out there and singing. This is going to be a season for the fans to just hold on to, I think. So do get out there, sign up for TVB, sing the songs, come to the tailgating, enjoy yourself. Hopefully the guys in the field can keep up this excitement and move on. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting season. Thanks for watching this video. We do appreciate it. We have some exciting news coming up in this, is that we are part of the Beautiful Game Network now. They're going to be hosting our podcast. So you can go over there and check us out on iTunes, the Apple Store, Stitcher, and you can get the podcast of this. If you're watching the video on, on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe. Hit the notification button for the like. We love that. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Fort Rock. We do shoot these videos live at Fort Rock every other Wednesday. We will post on Facebook when we're going to be shooting, so come down, check it out, enjoy what we do, and join us for that. We appreciate it. Until next time, we appreciate our guests coming out, Dan, Crash, Mark, I'm Casey. Thanks again for listening. Later. Clear. <laughs>